This week's episode is sponsored by the Doors Open Connect app platform, designed by real estate agents for real estate agents. Are you a licensed real estate agent or broker? Download the Doors Open Connect on the Apple App Store today for free to join our growing network and community of licensed professionals and also to stand out at your next listing appointment by offering to maximize exposure to your seller's listing and even get reliable coverage on demand when you can't be there and or recruit agents under your brokerage by the new wave of lead generation software and even offer them instant paid opportunities that they could take advantage of. That's Doors Open Connect. Also, be sure to follow us at Doors Open Connect on IG and at Doors Open Connect LLC on Facebook. Hello, this is Deshaun Robinson from the Doors Open Connect podcast. This is my co-host, Ricky Haas. How you doing, Rick? What's going on, y'all? Hey, it's 2022. We've got to uh, dust off a little uh, little rust from the end of the year, all that holiday time off. But uh, we're, we're Well, it's going. only because there's like 50 holiday parties you have to go to. Oh, man, I'm, I'm exhausted. Need to get back in the gym, but ready to focus and get back to work. I think I'm going to organize one big list of all these parties and say we're all just going to meet at hurts arena and we're just going to do one big party and end it next year yeah yeah for you know going into 2023 wow let's do it man so let's just have a little quick recap man well last year we had um uh we had a lot of a lot a lot going on here in the southwest florida real estate market um inventory's been crazy um wear masks don't wear masks vaccine don't wear vaccine you know all not for us not for us not not for us but it's driving over a thousand people a day to uh, sunny Florida. It was, so, so far in 2021, we're the number one state with 220,000 people moving to Southwest Florida. Which is crazy. Mostly Southwest Florida, but Florida in general. And the big question, the majority of the year that we we got asked as agents, brokers, and even Doors Open Connect was, you know, what's the market going to do? What's the market going to do? What do you think is going to happen? I'll make it easy. I'll give you the answer. Go ahead. We're not like 08, so we're not going to have a market crash like that. We're in a pandemic, not a market crisis. So here's what's going to happen. Our regular rates here in Southwest Florida, and I can only speak for Southwest Florida, were about 4.25 before the pandemic. Okay, So prices are continuing to go up because of supply and demand. Once that interest rate gets to 4.25, wherever the prices are at, they're going to stop, and that's going to be the new price. There you go. No collapse. And on top of that, they are enforcing mandates in more and more states and cities. So... Guess where my advertisements are going. Driving the population continually down here for those who want to remain free and have the right to choose. So stepping into the 2020 uh, new year, we have a new guest, uh, a guest of ours, and she is the owner and founder of Nutrition Whole Health Solutions. We have with us Courtney Little. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It is our pleasure. Courtney, tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that um, your company does. Sure. So my name's Courtney Little. I was, I'm born um, in Massachusetts, right outside of Boston. And right when I graduated college, I started a company called Nutrition and Whole House Solutions. I grew up in and out of a hospital um, in Boston, Mass, with a rare autoimmune condition and was told basically by the doctors that there was no cure. So as a young girl at seven years old, I knew that that didn't feel right. And through a lot of trial and error, I actually started studying nutrition, herbs, homeopathy, mindset, and I cured myself. 
So I'm one of 250 people in the world that has been diagnosed with this medical condition, and I am symptom-free and have been for years. And so when I was in college, I went to school for human nutrition and dietetics. I was so passionate about sharing this information on teaching people and educating people on how to heal their own body, no matter what the diagnosis. So right when I graduated college, I actually lied to my family. I didn't come, I came from more um, humble upbringings. And so I didn't have any backing from a bank or from family. I took out six credit cards and actually started Nutrition and Whole Health Solutions on my own. And I'm entering year 15, 2022. This will be 15 years in business. And I am the owner of Nutrition Hall Solutions. I haven't had a partner or anything like that. And basically what we do is we teach people how to heal their bodies. So we figure out what are the root imbalances. So basically, what do you have too much of that you don't need in your body? And what are you lacking? Because the body was meant to heal itself. So all day long, our cells are breaking down and they're rebuilding. That's normal. But the issues in our tissues arise when our cells start to break down more than they rebuild. That's when there's imbalances and the body will start to manifest symptoms. So we teach people what has been breaking them down on a cellular level. And very simply, how do we get rid of those things in our life, whether it's toxic people and or situation, situations, toxic foods, or even chemicals, and how do we replenish with what we've been lacking? When we give the body what it needs mentally, emotionally, physically, nutritionally, the body is a self-healing mechanism. We were born to heal. We were born to feel amazing. So it's myself and my team. Um, We have seven different nutritionists that work at my office and different practitioners. And we have a nurse that we brought on this year. She's fantastic. She's from MGH in Boston. And we work with our clients in office. So I have a natural health practice right outside of Boston, Mass. And we offer virtual services as well as in-office services. And we see men, women, children, professional Olympic athletes with a variety of different health issues, whether it's you know mood disorders, digestive issues, autoimmune disease, um, sports nutrition, and we go over different testing to figure out like what specific vitamins your body needs, what types of foods to be eating, and everything is customized to each person. So nothing's cookie cutter. You know, if there was one diet that fit all, we'd all be on it. Right. Let's be serious. Um, and that's why diets don't work because it's not customized. And so, um, yeah, we teach people how to heal their body and thrive and not just live. And so how many, how many people have you helped out in 2021? God. Hmm. <laughs> well, we see about three to 500 people every week in office. Wow. Okay. So times 52 weeks. I, I can't do numbers <laughs> that big in my head. <laughs> <laughs> times 52 weeks. And then we do a lot as well um, in terms of virtual seminars. So if people can't come to our office or maybe can't afford our services, we provide weekly health seminars, uh, myself and my team. And they're $12 Mm -hmm. and you can hop on zoom and learn about different health topics each week. So we have people that have actually DM'd us or emailed us and said, you know, I've never been a client, but I've taken your seminars and I'm down 50 pounds. I'm off three medications. And it's like, we've never even met them. It's so cool. Um, And I think there's so much information that is not shared, unfortunately, today about how to feel your best 
And we are so passionate about getting the messages messages out there on how to thrive and not just live because there's so much you can do if you suffer from eczema. There's so much you can do to heal eczema. It's just not talked about, unfortunately, at the five o'clock news or necessarily in the New York Times, but there are so many natural solutions out there. And although I'm more holistic, I do have a strong respect for the medical field. Like I could never do open heart surgery. I Nurses are some of the most kindest caring people I've ever met and how they take care of people 24-7 working all sorts of shifts. So although I'm more alternative, I have a very strong respect for the medical community and I feel like we need to work together as a team and be the best of the best and work together as a team to help people, you know, improve their lives and their vitality. It's not one is better than the other. Both are necessary and we need the best of the best on Eastern and Western medicine to actually come together as a team and stop poo-pooing each other. Yeah, that's another thing is, is everybody's so, you know, lately at least, uh, pushing each other to one side or the other. They're just so angry and anti this or, or mm-hmm. that. And and like you said, it takes um, reasonable uh, people out there, smart, educated people that are not, you know, just in it for possibly the money or, the you know, the big machine and big pharma behind them mm-hmm. and, and actually, you know, try to work together with folks like yourself to try to make, you know, lives better. We, and get the education out there, you know, mm-hmm. Rick's, uh, he's, um, basically cured himself of Crohn's and I'm a asthmatic, severe asthmatic and, and, you know, what they were pushing on me in Michigan, where the I'm prednisone from. Prednisone and prednisone all the Prednisone and all the, mm-hmm. yep, all that nonsense. And they kind of, and they tell, you know, told my parents basically I was going to be on a breathing machine by the age of 30 if I didn't get these shots every, uh, week. Uh, I came down here to Florida, and I had a couple close calls in the beginning, <clears throat> but I ended up um, correcting it and basically taking care of it on, on my own. So, oh my god, I love! He- I just got goosebumps, yeah. and it's hot out today. <laughs> now, when when you um those same doctors that told you you couldn't be cured, have you ever gone back to them oh, and yeah. say, "Hey, uh-huh. buddy, cured myself"? Yes, definitely. <clears throat> definitely. I did the same thing. Yep, definitely. And I, and I, you know what? It wasn't to be spiteful. It was, I think, a learning experience, yeah, and I feel like. In eight years, here's the issue, is in eight years of medical school, they get about 45 minutes of nutrition. And so clearly, wow. when you go to school Jeez. and you take all those midterms and finals and all those biochem and organic chemistry, and you are learning just one thing all the time, and you're only getting one course for 45 minutes on nutrition, of course, you don't think it holds a lot of clout. That's the schooling. And in my opinion, it's the schooling's fault. It's the institution. It's the medical system on how it's set up and education. Right. Um, if we change that and if there was more courses in medical school, even nursing school, about nutrition and herbs and the mind-body connection, we would have a very different setup in terms of the medical system and hospitals and how a patient is being treated And that's where the problem is. And I think it's important for people like myself and both of you to share your feedback with your doctors to see like, listen, this is possible. And doctors also need to be open-minded to other avenues of healing. Yeah, it it somewhat seems as though the system, unfortunately, um, is somewhat rigged against us because they play on each other, right? If it's not, if it's, it starts with the food and then it's, big pharma to correct the issues some of the food that we have causes i always mind blown me the uh sugar there's over 67 different names or something like that for mm-hmm. for sugar and 
you know, there was a documentary I remember on Netflix. They took it off, and it's hard to find. You got to uh, uh, figure it out on YouTube. But it basically goes into um, the sugar company directly linking to cancer, mm-hmm. and um, and one of the university professors, I think it was Oxford, um, proved this, and then they they line the pockets of people over at Harvard mm-hmm. to counter his letter, and it just kind of they're all in bed with each other. And one of the things that happens with sugar is you hit the nail on the head. One teaspoon of sugar. So really envision for a moment what one teaspoon of sugar actually looks like. You ready for this? Google it if you don't believe me. Or maybe they took it off Google because, you know, there's censorship off Mm -hmm. the wazoo right now. Um, One teaspoon of sugar suppresses the body's immune system for four to six hours. Whoa. One in five people today has an autoimmune condition. So an autoimmune disease, there's so many different types of MS is autoimmune, celiac is autoimmune, type 2 diabetes is autoimmune, um, osteoporosis is autoimmune. Anything with the um, itis, like colitis, anything itis on the end means a surplus of inflammation. Well, one of the reasons why a person's body manifests inflammation is sugar. One teaspoon of sugar suppresses the body's immune system for four to six hours. A lot of our clients are from different countries and they will always share with us because they seek people like myself and my staff out because Mm -hmm. they are used to, like in Germany, um, Mm -hmm. one of my clients is a professional hockey player and he was playing in Germany and, and coaching over there eventually. But they would go to the pharmacy, and the pharmacist would give them homeopathy remedies first before they would ever give them medication. So he found out about my office when he moved to the States, and him and his family, they're like, you have sweet bread. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, bread isn't supposed to be sweet. We're so used to it. Like, our in the United States growing up here, we're so used to sugary things that it just is normal. Mm-hmm. But when someone overseas comes and moves to the United States, everything tastes extra sweet because it is. And sugar, like you said, is just hidden. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, even... That's sh- wild. Well, and then they're allowed to hide behind the other names. So mm-hmm. sugar-free Red Bull is not actually sugar-free. Mm-hmm. It's got xanthan gum in it, and it gets digested and turned into sugar the same exact way. And with a direct link to to cancer and all these other problems like mm-hmm. that should be why are we not talking about that obesity and on all this other stuff and i remember the the first thing because i used to work in the restaurant business the first thing that we started seeing was uh, gluten-free mm-hmm. and then come to find out it's because the roundup that they used to kill the the wheat because of glyphosate the de- because of the demand mm-hmm. um started causing all these issues and and people to think you know that they're they're gluten-free and it's it's just it's just mind blowing that we're we're focused, I think, on the on the wrong things sometimes, and and the real um, the real pr- problems I think here in America, and and unfortunately, a lot of that comes from you know big money and and the the ability to kind of hi- hide that stuff. Um, well, that's that's big pharma for you, just like the pandemic, for example. All of a sudden, <clears throat> now they got the cure for it, and you got to pay for it, and you got to get seven boosters and pay for that, mm-hmm. and pay for all that. Now you got to buy masks and all this stuff. Like, who's who's making the money off this? Yeah. It's big pharma. We all know it is. Yeah, it's it's pretty ridiculous. But it sounds like you've got a pretty good grasp on things, and and it, it's it's like real estate. You know, it's it's about educating people. Um, there's a lot of people we forget sometimes in our little bubble in Naples that there's a you know the Midwest. There's a lot of other places, and you've seen it this year where people just don't 
it's just completely different. It's so different from our little bubble. And, and it's about getting information out there and trying to help one another and, and really not just focusing blame on one particular problem, but getting with reasonable, um, like-minded folks, um, even if they're on the different sides of the, of the fence and, and trying to come together to make it work. And having mature, respectful conversations, like although I have very strong viewpoints, I may have different experiences than someone in my family, and my family has different experiences, so they feel just as equally passionate to be able to have a mature, professional, loving conversation and respectful conversation is, I think, very hard when you feel really heated and very passionate about a topic, mm-hmm. but I feel like it's also, too, a learning experience for all of us, and and I know I've messed up before, and I'm, I'm trying to be better with having really, like, respectful conversations, even though some of my family members and I may have different viewpoints. And I think we've we've gotten really good at that over the past couple of years, which is awesome. You know, it's part of being an adult. It's really part of being an adult. And in terms of, you know, Naples in particular, it's almost like COVID doesn't exist here. And, <laughs> and you know, I'm, I'm up in Boston, in the Boston area, and it's very different. And it's like a reprieve being here. And one of the things that I'm trying to as a leader for my team, um, I have 15 employees, is to really talk about personal responsibility. And we have been conditioned, well, this is important. We've been so conditioned well before this pandemic began about there's a pill for every ill. Oh, so, and and they have been pre-plant, I mean, they have been conditioning our mindsets for years you know, the medical system and big pharma, if you have high blood pressure, okay, take lisinopril. Mm-hmm. I, I would ask someone, oh, do you have high blood pressure? No, I take, um, nope, I don't have it. Oh, you don't. Are you on any medication for high blood pressure? Yes, I take lisinopril. Well, you do have high blood pressure. And if they would take the personal responsibility to make dietary tweaks, mm-hmm. exercise, focus on sleep, more water, less caffeine, they wouldn't need the low blood pressure lowering medication, lisinopril. We are so conditioned to just pop a pill, do a quick fix diet, and we're in a quick fix mindset that, of course, in a two-year pandemic, there's no talk about prevention. There's no talk about if your vitamin D is 50 or above, you have zero chances of dying of COVID. Hmm. We should be sending vitamin D, free, free vitamin D testing. Most of my most of the people that I talk to don't know what their vitamin D levels are because their insurance company will not pay for it. You mean to tell me that if your vitamin D is 50 or higher, you have a 0% chance, this is a new study, um, of dying of COVID, this, it should, vitamin D should be mandated. So yeah. unfortunately, they're offering two solutions, mask up and get a vaccine. They're not talking about prevention. They're not talking about exercise. And if your body fat percentage is within a healthy zone and your ratio to muscle and fat is within a healthier zone, that your chances of having a less less severe case of COVID and fighting it with ease is like quadrupled higher compared. And one of my one of my employees who is a nurse in Boston who worked in the COVID floor the past two years, she saw firsthand people with severe cases of COVID were type 2 diabetics and the obese. Why are we not? That that is an epidemic. Mm -hmm. Obesity and type 2 diabetes is an epidemic. 
fentanyl overdoses yeah. killed more people the last two years than COVID. That is an epidemic, fentanyl over... Why are we not talking about this? It was COVID, cancer, and I think car crashes combined. Yeah, it was like, th- yeah, three or four different ones. Like, I don't know why people aren't talking about this, because that is the real... That is the... These are... Those are the real epidemics. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying COVID doesn't exist. I know a lot of people that have been severely affected by COVID, that have lost loved ones to COVID... I have so much love and compassion for their family, for their family experiences. That is awful. Mm-hmm. I also have a lot of compassion and love for people who have lost a loved one due to fentanyl overdoses mm-hmm. and due to other different, you know, Asthma. epidemics. I, I mean, Crohn's. I, I mean, really, really. And why are we, not, why are people not angry about this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about it all the time. Um, I think it was last year alone. 420,000 people died of cigarette smoke and another 20 or 30,000 died of secondhand. And I'm like, that's half a half a million people a year in our country is dying from that. How come should I walk around ripping cigarettes out of people's hands and saying, hey, mm-hmm. don't do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? what we should be doing is mandating not eating fast foods instead of giving out free freaking donuts for getting vaccinated. As a as a good boy, good girl, you got vaccinated. Here's a freaking Cane's donut. I've seen cases, I think it was Budweiser that did um, free uh, like a free Budweiser, free alcohol, free, like, it's that's insane. Oh, yeah, the, all gyms were closed and during COVID in Boston. Gyms were closed, but the liquor stores were open. Yeah, and in Colorado, they were doing, if you get the vax, you get a free joint with your vax. And I was like, okay, now you're just... But it bothers me that people up. are playing into this. Mm-hmm. So we all have to take personal responsibility. We have access to Google. We have access to the internet. This is not the 1950s and 60s where, you know, you had to go to the library and even wait for things to be published and written. We have information at our fingertips. Even though it's being censored, there's still stuff that is not censored. Mm -hmm. And people are choosing to look the other way or not look at all of the facts. That bothers me that that people have access to this information and they're choosing to ignore the fentanyl numbers. They're choosing to ignore all these other numbers and just kind of go with the pack because it's easier to think a certain mm-hmm. narrative. Yeah. I was actually just listening to another podcast I watched with James Altucher and, and he was, um, he just did uh, a podcast with this gentleman. He's a book author, but he does crazy things revolved around studying puzzles Anyway, super fascinating stuff. But he was talking about going to a convention where they actually, some of the smartest people in the world all get together and they try to figure out how the world's going to end. One of them was uh, with artificial intelligence, but not the same way that, um, uh, what's the one, uh, what's the guy? iRobot? No, no, Terminator. Not that type, but the type where, you know, 20 years ago, there was nobody who thought the world was flat, right? Mm. Now, because of YouTube, on accident, because of an algorithm that just suggests things for you to, to watch, um, there's a whole community out there that thinks that the world is, is uh, flat now. And when we talk about information, it kind of goes both ways. When it plays into Google, you can Google uh, whatever you want, and it's going to show you articles that will, it could be theories and all kinds of crazy conspiracies that shouldn't. Uh, be out there but people just do it for for clicks and Mm -hmm. and just to have a voice in some sort of weird community i think it leads back to like some sort of reasonable um 
purpose and sense of being, uh, I guess, with the internet. But make an observation. Like if you go into a McDonald's and everybody is heavy, you know, maybe you shouldn't be eating there right. all the time. And maybe you can have some, but like. Yeah, moderation. 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 And, and, and everything. And yeah. um, it. I, it also comes into, so I don't know if you've seen the recent uh, Cobra Kai on Netflix. No. no I was getting ready to start it last night, and then I'm like, I'm out. Oh, mm. it, but they had a great point, because uh, have you seen the past uh, Cobra Kai's? No. Not a, not a big Netflix. It's basically a spinoff of Karate Kid. Oh, With the okay. same actors. But I loved Karate Kid. I'll watch that. Yo, you'll, you'll, <laughs> you'll love binge it. it. You'll binge it. It's so, the two characters. They're older now, and they each have a dojo. But no way. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's good. So, but it, they play on the whole fact, and even the last episode, I don't want to give a spoiler, but it, you know, Johnny's um, uh, message with his dojo is offense. And then um, the other gentleman that was the karate kid, oh, I already forgot his name. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, he was on off uh, uh, defense. So he was teaching his dojo all about defense, but they hated each other because of the rivalry so much and their different mixed martial arts that they never thought to think that maybe some offense and some defense. And mm-hmm. I think that is the message of that kind of, even though it's, it's a movie and you know, fictional um, would be so helpful in today's world where it comes to cooler heads, minds, just people working together. Like, Hey, it doesn't have, just because your, your way works for some things, maybe be open-minded mm-hmm. to working and having a discussion. And having that balance. Yep. You mm-hmm. know, there's a time and a place for, th- there's a time and a place for antibiotics and medications and thank freaking God we have them. Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I mean? They could be overused, some may say, mm-hmm. you know, without the talk of prevention and other different natural solutions because, you know, there's many belie- there's many that believe that they basically want us around because as a whole, we are living longer. Mm-hmm. But are we thriving and are we truly living or are we just paying co-payments and medications to stay alive till 90 something, you know, years old? And, you know, there's a lot of people that um, believe that they want us sick, not sick enough to die, but sick enough to rely on basically big pharma for 20 plus years. Well, look what they're doing to the veterans and some of them with PTSD, they come back and they, the first thing they start giving them, and I think is opiates and, mm-hmm. and they get on all this addiction driven pain medication. And it's like, if you could just maybe summon in some moderation, but I think overall, and I found this with uh, asthma medication, it's, you don't need all of what they're giving you. So like mm-hmm. for albuterol, for example, I think it's just such a concentrated amount and the body gets used to it over time. It gets so reliant on that. Yep. It gets used to it. And then all of a sudden it doesn't work one day and now you're in a panic because mm-hmm. you got it. then you got to go to the hospital and then, you know, That's sort of like, like with me with my Crohn's. So when I got diagnosed with it in high school, they immediately said Remicade, which is a form of chemotherapy. And me being 18 years old, just get me out of this bed. I've been bedridden for four months, almost didn't graduate high school. So I started doing uh, Remicade, but then I felt like a flamingo. Like I fixed one thing and everything else is like yes. messed up, right? Um, and so I was on that for, for probably five, six years. And then they're like, oh, we got an easier thing, Humira. And I'm like, okay, I guess if that's the easier thing. So I started using that, which is every two weeks self-injection right into the stomach. And I was like, I still don't feel... I don't feel Crohn's, but I feel sick and nauseous from everything else now. Um, and then I went and got my cannabis card and used cannabis for the last four years. And my doctors have no idea how I'm this healthy. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know. Maybe it's because of a plant that you guys don't make money off of. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so I, I've talked to my doctors. They're like, you should 
be in a hospital right now. How are you healthy? You gained all your weight back. Um, how are you? I said, well, cannabis. And they said, yeah, but you know, that's not what we recommend. I said, <laughs> I know that's not what you were taught to recommend. But it's what's healing me. But it's what's healing me inside my body. And I don't have mm-hmm. any more inflammation and I don't get sick. I haven't had a flare up for four years. Oh, my God, Crohn's patients amazing. have flare ups every month. Mm-hmm. And I haven't had one for four years. And they're like, how are you doing this? I'm like, oh, this plant that God put on the earth like many, many years ago before you and I, you know, I just happened mm-hmm. to light it on fire and (laughs) (laughs) yeah so well for your office do you guys you do you do help uh veterans and oh my god yes yeah we do so my hometown is in bedford massachusetts it's a very patriotic town Mm -hmm. uh we have hanscom air force base in it as well and growing up um the va hospital was behind me so we grew up like volunteering and helping out at the va hospital we have special discounts for veterans at my office. So um, it's just something that we've grown up in. Um, and that's where my practice originated was in my hometown. And then I recently, about four years ago, moved my office to right outside of Boston. Um, but we do a lot for veterans and a lot for mental health, mental and emotional health. So we would see about probably one to two suicidal cases, people that are having suicidal thoughts or that have attempted suicide um, like once every few months. And now it's weekly. Wow, It's weekly. And so we do a lot of fundraisers and charity work and bringing um, awareness because most people don't realize that over, this is really powerful, over 85% of our serotonin and our dopamine, the hormones that control our mood, are not produced in our brain. They're produced in our stomach. So a lot of people dealing with Crohn's, colitis, IBS, they suffer from depression and anxiety because basically whatever is going on in the gut is going to impact your brain chemistry. And serotonin and dopamine are neurotransmitters. The majority of them are produced in the stomach. So if you have hidden parasites or bacteria, fungus, viruses, if your probiotics, your healthy bacteria is off or you're deficient in digestive enzymes, it will definitely impact your mental and emotional health and whose mental and emotional health hasn't been affected over the past couple years Mm -hmm. you know especially in colder climates like new york and boston a lot of people are being quarantined um it's dark it's cold it's it's dark at like four o'clock it's 30 degrees you can't see your friends like it's what's quarantine yeah, I know, know, right? That down so here. <laughs> I, I know that's a term you Floridians don't know, but nope. um, you know, it's really it's impacted everyone everywhere. It really has. Now, with going back to like the information stuff, I think mainstream media has done an incredibly horrible job of educating people. So, and you have years and years of knowledge and experience on vaccines. So tell us a little bit about the truth about these vaccines and the RNA and all what it does to you, because there's no way a vaccine that's been out for a year with what year of testing is the answer. You know, I, there are certain vaccines that I believe work and I'm glad that we have them. I'm not anti-vax. There are, I think you have to look at each individual vaccine as an individual vaccine. You can't lump them all together. You can't lump all vitamins together. Vitamins are not created equal. Mm -hmm. It really depends upon the brand of the vitamin, the efficacy, the what's actually in it. Same thing with medications and vaccines. And, you know, for instance, when we were young, right, um, back in the 80s, 
we got like six or eight vaccines. Kids are now are getting 72 doses. Whoa. 72 doses? 72, and they're being lumped together as well. So a lot of kids today have chronic ear infections, digestive issues, ADHD, behavioral issues, eczema, you name it. I'm not saying it's contributed to the vaccines. That's a very bold statement. Each child and their health issues need to be looked at individually as well. But I do believe that a lot of vaccines have ingredients such as heavy metals and other different types of chemicals and fillers that a little bit here added with um, processed foods and excess sugar and too many electronics. Parenting, you know, like parenting styles do affect a child and their health. You have to look at the whole picture for each unique case, whether you're trying to figure out why a human, whether it's a child or adult, is developing a symptoms and or disease. You have to look at all the parts. I think vaccines and possibly the overuse of them and its ingredients, it's kind of like if you had an empty cup. So picture an empty glass and I'm pouring water, but the water is actually a toxic load, right? So like, you know, in the beginning, the empty cup is a fourth cup filled and there's no symptoms, the body's not manifesting any symptoms. But let's say that I keep pouring the water of toxicity, right? Food chemicals, environmental chemicals, maybe stuff and medications. When it gets to about halfway filled, the body will start to manifest symptoms as alarm clocks. It's just to alert us that there's stuff going on. Now, if I keep pouring, keep pouring, the water is going to be overflowing out of the glass. That's when dis-ease manifests. But that's like years in the making of buildup of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and it's not just one thing. It's not just the vaccines. I'm mean, that's not what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Now, when we move over to what has occurred over the last couple of years, you know, some say that, OK, well, they've been trying to create these vaccines and they're not so new because they've been trying to, you know, work on these types of vaccines for a long period of time. But what is new is they have not mass vaccinated so many people. So we don't know the long-term effects. We don't know the effects two to three years down the road. And a lot of these effects could be silent. It could be like, oh, in five years, someone develops, you know, a certain condition. And were some of the ingredients in some of these vaccines a contributing factor? Maybe it's not the one thing that changed their health, but it was like a big piece of the puzzle that kind of broke the camel's back, so to speak. We don't know because it's all so new. And what kind of chemicals are in these vaccines, these COVID vaccines that they have out? Because that's that's always, a. whenever I have this conversation with someone that is vaccinated, I ask them two questions and I've never gotten... An answer well they've they've hidden the ingredients they've made it hard to oh, yeah? you know a lot of um not surprised a lot of the information that was originally out there is now taken down so in also too there are pharmacists and nurses that have been videotaped that have actually had the vaccine um like the box of the vaccine or whatever and like there's she opens it up and there's like no ingredients listed wow mm-hmm but typically, there is a good amount of heavy metals in most vaccines. And heavy metals affect your neurological system, your reproductive system. They affect your heart. They cause inflammation. Heavy metals should not be in your body. For instance, um, in the UK, so actually in Europe, they banned over 1,300 chemicals in beauty products 
And in the United States, we banned like a thousand. So yeah, it was like, it was a thousand more or something chemicals that Europe banned. A lot of women's lipstick contains lead. So most women are ingesting a pound of lead each year just by using lipstick. That's why all the makeup I have on and that I use is all organic Mm -hmm. because 60 to 70% of whatever you put into your skin goes to your blood. If it goes to your blood, it's going to your organs. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So why that, that, that still bothers, boggles my mind. Like, so why aren't they doing that for food chemicals and the stuff that they put in our food that everybody consumes? Why did Bill Gates just buy a lot of the farmland out in the Midwest and is buying out the farmers? Scary. You know, so Monsanto, I'm sure you've heard of Monsanto before, but you know, they have been polluting our food and our soil for years. This isn't new. Exactly. This is not new, and it's it's getting worse. Um, that's why it's really important to, if you don't know how to garden or if you don't have land, like get land, learn how to garden, learn how to eat from your backyard. That sounds crazy, but I think the evolution, if we look at the history over the last, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years, we always go back to like the simplest, eventually in history, we go back to the things that worked, right? Mm-hmm. We should be eating off the land. The more mass production of food, food started shipping after World War II to Michigan, to New York, to Boston. It, it had to travel so many different places. So we quote unquote needed food preservatives, but everything, the hustle and the bustle, the one thing with COVID is it has taught people how to, you know, slow down. So I think that that's a positive and reevaluate what matters, what doesn't. And having that slower place of life and the simplicity, I think is what we really need to get back to and also know more about herbs and gardening and having more local access to food. I think that should be taught in schools how to oh garden. Oh my God. There's would so that many be pointless amazing? things in school that you don't need anymore. <clears throat> yep. What is so what does these these new vaccines do with your RNA? Because I've heard some stuff about changing the RNA. What does that mean exactly? Because not a lot of people know what that means. Yeah. So you know what? That is a topic that I am not like completely trained on. So I don't want to. What happens when you do change the RNA? What's the difference between RNA and DNA? So that's a great question as well. So and there's a lot of debate on all of this and I'm not the expert. So I I will never speak on something. What do you Um, think? I mean, it's damaging. That's what I think. I think it's really damaging. And um. Because the RNA does what for your body exactly? It's like, it, it doesn't it transmit, from my understanding, like um, how your body reacts to things and does things, I think. Is that different? Yeah, it's, it's all information, right? So yeah. it's all a way to de- kind of deliver information. But I feel like in terms of when we talk about DNA, you know, we can have certain genes, but our lifestyle can affect what genes get turned on and mm-hmm. off. So your diet, Harvard University has proven this. They've also proven that the majority of diseases today are directly linked to lifestyle, nutrition and lifestyle. Yeah. So although we may have certain genetic you know, predispositions and things that quote unquote run in our family, we can be the one that turns on or off that button, the on button or the off button on signaling our genes to do certain things. So they've even done studies about the power of the mind and your thought process too. Like if you, if you think like, okay, my, my father passed away of heart disease, so I'm going to have heart disease or all the men in my family passed away early of a, you know, heart condition. 
having that mindset, you can create. It's yeah. almost like you're owning it and you're attracting that. Yeah, they, I've seen that. Uh, um, I forget the doctor. It was a Chinese one. You can YouTube this one too, but it's the, the rice study. And I've seen several different uh, videos where people tried it out. Are you familiar with it? You I think I, I think I learned about this in school actually. Where go ahead. You take you take one jar of of, of rice and you st- um, I think you put a little water in it. Uh, and then you take another jar and then another jar, but you label the one hate, you label the one um, love, and then the last one, you you just put ignore on it. And every day for months, you're supposed to go by the one that hate, uh, the hate one, and you scream into it, like, you know, explicitives, uh, I hate you, and mm-hmm. this and that anger, you know. Um, you go to the loved one, oh, I love you, you know, you're so beautiful, you're gorgeous. And then the one, the ignore, ignore, ignore one, you just walk away from it. Um, but it actually works. So like the one that, that has the hate jar over time, it will get really nasty and black and blue. The love one will be kind of like a mild yellow. It might have a little Mm -hmm. bit of fungus in it, a little mold. And then the ignore one will be, it'll have mold on it as well, Mm -hmm. but it, it will, the love one always looks you know, a lot better than the other ones. We did that in school. One of my professors made us do that. And it was, I urge everyone to actually do that. And if you have children, do that with, like that is such a powerful lesson that you can share with your children too. And for them to see the power of words and the power of mindset and your thoughts. We do a lot of that in the office too, of really rewiring and reprogramming because we all have our conscious mind and our subconscious mind. And a lot of our limiting beliefs get plugged into our body from ages one to seven. So if we had like a rough upbringing or if there were, um, you know, some troubling things that happened, especially between the ages of one and seven. Racism. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That gets implanted. So those limiting beliefs are in just their autopilot, basically. Like we can control more of our conscious mind that subconscious mind has everything in autopilot that, you know, you're not good enough, you're not worthy of love or this or that. And that can affect your health, that can affect your relationships with yourself and with others. And a large part of what we do in the office is figuring out what are our clients' limiting beliefs and how do you in a loving way rewire and focus on you know, changing that and an entrepreneurship. I've had to do so much of that. Just, just like, uh, like parents, it's not yes. their fault. They love us and everything, but if yes. they say, Oh, uh, diabetes runs in our family or obesity runs yes. in our family. If you're already programmed to believe that in the beginning, then th- that could be the on or off switch, you know? Oh my God. That is so well said. So well said. And and many of it is so buried that we do certain techniques to try to bring out the limiting beliefs in our clients because these things can be so buried. But even, I know you guys interview a lot of entrepreneurs, but part of, um, I would say, the thing that has been helpful for me over the years is the more I get out of my own way, the more abundance occurs. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, I've had this business for 15 years. I'm not married. I've never had, you know, a partner to rely on. I've never had a family with money to rely on the trainings and everything that I've done. My overhead, it's, you know, I'm going to keep it real ridiculously expensive to do the things that we do in our office and just to even be trained to do it in the technology and the things that we use. And I didn't go out in my twenties. I stayed in all my other friends were going out in Boston. I worked seven days a week. And just, that's what I had to do. I didn't want 
you know, the debt and stuff like that. But it's challenging, you know, running a business, no matter what type of business it is, it's challenging. It's 24 seven, you're legit married to it. But the more I got out of my own way, the more I was able, when I talk about abundance, abundance to me is, it's not money. It's we're able to reach so many people. Like my mission is to help people. That's why I'm put on this earth. And when I say abundance, the more I got out of my own way, the more people I was able to hire and train. And then we were able to see like 50 people a week and then a hundred. Now we're seeing up to three to 500 people a week. To me, that's abundance. That's mm-hmm. we're we're helping that many people per week. But I had so many limiting beliefs. I need, you know, growing up with not a lot of money, I had a lot of limiting beliefs about, you know, success and and all of that. And I had a lot to do to get out of my own way to be able to help people on a bigger spectrum. And you hit it right on the head as as an entrepreneur. Um, you know, it's it's risky. It's ninety so percent more risky. That's why you know eighty to ninety percent of this country are employees and only 10 to 20% are business owners because Mm -hmm. it's not, and being a small business, it's tough. Yeah. It's, it's, um, I've been wiring yourself. Yeah. I've, I've been, so when I graduated high school, my dad was like, look, you're not working for someone. You're working for yourself. So start a business. I said, okay, dad, I'm buying your business. So I bought his landscaping business off him. Wow. Um, and I've been an entrepreneur since then. So I don't know what it's like to work for someone. I've always Mm -hmm. known, take that risk, take that risk, take that risk. Mm -hmm. Um, and you hit it right on the head. You know, if you would have sat here and made up all the excuses of why your business can't be successful, why you can't do this in your business, where would your business be? I mean, I started, think about this, 21 years old, female entrepreneur. I had no idea how to run a business. I just wanted to save the world. I felt like I had all these secrets to health and I'm like, I'm such a jerk if I don't scream this from the mountaintops. I took out six credit cards, went in a boatload of debt. And, but it's worth it. And Mm -hmm. I never, you know, you don't play victim. You don't play victim. So many people today play victim. Woe is me, blah, blah, blah. That is a waste of time and energy. There's too much stuff to do (laughs) in a day to play victim. And unfortunately, I feel like, I feel like the past couple of years with COVID, people have kind of gotten a little more lazy and entitled and, and playing that victim. And it really is separating the entrepreneurs and the, pe- the go-getters, the people that are just still not having any excuses and, you know, the people that want a lot of handouts and just things mm-hmm. to kind of be handed to them. But at 21 years old, I started this business in a recession. Everyone told me not to start this business. And I politely shook my head and said, love you guys. I'm doing it anyway. Mm-hmm. And... I've been on my own with it for the last 15 years. There's been a lot of highs and lows, even just running a natural healthcare practice in Massachusetts the past two years during COVID. Hmm. Very challenging to say the least. Oh, I bet. Being forced to shut down for three months, I, I can't tell you how, I mean, it was very stressful, but there are no excuses. I never allowed excuses and did even more work on myself and my mental health and the way I think about things. And we were able to overcome and rise above. And we just had the best year we've for 15 consecutive years. We've never had a year where, where our numbers have stayed the same or gone down Hmm. for 15 consecutive years. It's continued to gone up all of our business numbers. And that's a team effort. That is not me. That is this team that I have. We, my team is absolutely incredible. Hearts of gold, they work hard, they're respectful, they care. 
about all of our clients and community. That's the behind the scenes team, even my CPA, my mom that does the QuickBooks. It's such a team effort. And when you have a kick butt team, you can make anything happen. And the business's success is everybody. It is the behind the scenes team. It's my practice in office. They are exceptional human beings and I would not be where I am today without them. They they love what they do in helping their clients heal and educating them and the behind the scenes team to running a business, whether it's the lawyers, the business consultants, I mean, they are huge contributing factors to the success of the business and being able to weather any storm. <laughs> and you got to surround yourself with the with the right people and, and good people and and I've seen on the website, you know, you have a ton of uh, success stories and testimonials. And so, you know, it works. And um, one thing I we briefly brushed on, but I, I had two questions. Um, one, what kind of testing do you do? Do you have any testing for stomach to figure out what's going on in the stomach? Yeah, yeah. So we begin all of our new clients with a new client appointment. It's an hour and a half. We want to know everything about you. We just really, <laughs> we dive deep about everything. There's so much paperwork to fill out before you even come into the office. And then we do a technique called nutrition response testing, in short, NRT, nutrition response testing. It's a form of applied kinesiology, which helps to pick up on imbalances in the body. So we test for heavy metals and chemicals and hidden food allergies and nutritional deficiencies. And that's one of our key ways of testing. It saved my life. Like, I don't know where I would be today if I didn't find out about NRT, which is why I was so passionate to start this business. Um, so NRT is one of the forms of testing. And then I provide functional lab testing. So I do stool samples, blood work, saliva testing. And one of the best ways to really see what's going on in your stomach and your gut microbiome is a stool test actually called the GI map stool test. It measures down to the DNA of your stool. It lets you know everything that's going on in your stomach. We talked about how serotonin and dopamine, the hormones that control our mood, the majority of those hormones are produced in the stomach. Mm -hmm. Well, also 80% of your immune system is in your stomach. So people that have any type of immune system issues really diving deep and getting a, you know, a beautiful picture to see what's going on of the health of your gut microbiome, I recommend doing this stool test once a year, even preventatively, even if you don't have any current symptoms. It's absolutely phenomenal, the information. And this is science at its finest. I am so blown away by the scientists, the engineers, the doctors that have created this type of testing. It is nothing short of brilliant. And my last question, addiction. Yes. What, what, um, what do you have for somebody who might be struggling with yep. addiction? Yeah, so blood sugar regulation is imperative. So whatever our blood sugar is doing, our hormones are doing. So there's a hormone called insulin, and there's a hormone called cortisol. And picture those two hormones looking like a surfer. They ride the wave of your blood sugar. So if you're not eating properly or managing stress properly, your blood sugar is going to spike, which is going to spike insulin and cortisol, which basically tells your brain to have stimulants, whether it's cigarettes, whether it's alcohol, whether it's sugary, you know, foods that aren't the healthiest for you. Whenever our blood sugar has peaks and valleys, we're more prone to addictive like, um, 
symptoms, basically. So another thing that's important for addiction is B as in boy, B vitamins. Almost every alcoholic out there is B as in boy, um, vitamin B deficient. So they need a good kind of all around multi that uh, multi for bees basically that is powerful okay. stuff well i got i got a couple of things um first of all thank god we have immune systems right because mm-hmm. a lot of people in this country i think forgot we had immune systems mm-hmm. and we're supposed to get sick and beat things um so what are your health tips for 2022 moving in that people simple health tips people can do um you know, without going through all the testing and everything, just simple changes they can make. Okay. The easiest things with profound positive effects. Number one, validate your vitamin D as in dog. So vitamin D is above 50. Ideally for optimal health and for prevention, I like it 65 to 100. So if you can make sure that your vitamin D is between, it lands between 65 and 100, that would be great. If you got your vitamin D done in the past, they're going to say, Everything is normal between 30 and 90, which is crazy to me. So your vitamin D may be flagged normal, but you want to make sure it's between 65 and 100. That's like imperative. Number two is strength training. Having a good amount of muscle mass on your body is actually going to help keep your blood sugar more regulated and your hor- an inflammatory hormone called insulin more regulated. So you actually build more receptors that way. So if you're just doing straight cardio, great job for exercising, but you really need strength training. So male, female, you should be lifting weights or doing strength training type exercises, even Pilates that's helping to build muscle. Um, three days a week minimum for 20 to 30 minutes minimum. You'll be so so happy to have that muscle tone for a variety of reasons, but even to help with your immune system. Um, that's huge. So vitamin D is number one, making sure it's between 65 and 100. Um, number two is strength training. If you're not strength training, adding it in. Number three is before you get up in the morning, this is so powerful. Before you get up in the morning, instead of grabbing your phone, strolling Instagram or social media, really try to set some intentions for the day. Like, okay, how, like imagery, how do you want best case scenario your morning to go? How do you want best case scenario your afternoon and your evening? Your thoughts, back to the rice, the rice example, your thoughts are so powerful. So if you're waking up and you're constantly comparing yourself to other people on social media, not feeling good enough, and that's how you're starting your day, that's how you're going to be showing up in life. Confidence is a game changer. And sometimes you got to fake it till you make it, but you just got to get over that hump. And you can even do it at night before you go to bed is really like envisioning how you want the next day to go. Yep. You just hit it. It's funny because you said something that a lot of um, big entrepreneurs and top producers that we had in the podcast, mm-hmm. they said the first thing I do in the morning is me time. I get my mind mentally focused Yes. before I look at my phone, emails, anything, and then I go. Yep, definitely. So whether you have a daily mantra, gratitude, I have a gratitude list. My mom used to read to my brother and I at night before bed, she used to read us the Bible and she used to make us go through letter A through Z and say what we were grateful for. So gratitude has been like instilled and she's an amazing mom. She was a single mom and she just like instilled 
all of that in. So gratitude is something I try to practice daily. Now, my last health tip, which is huge, it's drink magic tea daily. Magic tea. What is that? It's a concoction. It's something that I've created. So okay. it's um, in your tea. So in instead of having, or you can have coffee too, but make sure you drink in magic tea, preferably 30 minutes away from food. So you heat up hot water. You pour eight ounces of hot water in a coffee mug. You put two to three drops of lemon essential oil and one to two tablespoons of organic apple cider vinegar. What that does is it helps to balance your blood sugar throughout the day. It helps to clear up allergies. It helps with weight management. It helps to reduce cravings. It also helps to set the correct pH in your stomach where viruses and bacteria have a hard time surviving. So magic tea is also really good to help with your digestion and help keep things moving and grooving daily. So one cup of hot water two to three drops of lemon essential oil, and one tablespoon of organic apple cider vinegar. The reason why I say use lemon essential oil instead of fresh lemons is because in one little tiny five milliliter container of lemon essential oil, you're going to get 72 lemons. So the lemon is a lot of lemons. The lemon essential oil helps to cleanse your lymphatic system and your liver and your gallbladder. So really important to keep everything flowing. So to wrap up the vitamin D, make sure it's between 65 to 100, the strength training, really making sure that you have me time in the morning and setting the right intention for the day. And the last thing is drink magic tea 30 minutes away from food daily. Thank me later. (laughs) Uh, I want to leave you guys with one thing. And you, you mentioned it without saying the exact words, but I listened to a lot of uh, motivational speakers, and I think it was Jim Rohn that said this. Um, and I, I live by this every day. Um, and that's what we preach um, in Zone Connect, at our brokerage, everything. Uh, don't think about how many sales did I do this year. Think about how many people you helped. Oh, my um, God. That's what So it's that's about. what separates our brokerage from a lot of other brokerages mm-hmm. is, and Zone Connect from a lot of other companies is that. And what Jim Rohn said, I believe it was Jim Rohn, um, I live by this daily. He said, if you can figure out a way to help people get what they want, you'll have everything you need. Oh my God. Do I believe that? I have goosebumps. That's, that's success. That's abundance. That's, How many, that's what we talk about in the office. How many people did we help this week? Yeah. How many people did we help this month? We don't talk about the other numbers. We talk about that is our most important business status. How many people did we help every week? And I think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs mess up at is they make their main focus. How much money can I make instead of, you know, success is measured by different things. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think that's where a lot of entrepreneurs mess up is they think about how much money instead of how many people you can help. You can help out people. You'll be successful. You'll be, you'll be good. Right. And people feel your intention. Mm -hmm. They know they, they, people, it's like that sixth sense. You can feel when someone's just trying to like make a buck off you and stuff like that. It's an icky feeling, Mm -hmm. but you can also feel pure intentions and, that is that is huge. That is one of the most important things. Absolutely. So a goal for you for 2022? A goal for me for 2022. Wow. I have so many goals I set for myself each month that it's like just because it's the January 1st. Um, a goal that I've been thinking about for 2022. You know, there's nothing more important to me than family. And Rick actually helped me buy a condo here in Naples. And it has been the most healing, uplifting 
you know, thing for our family. So what I want to cultivate is just continue to have more family time. You know, that, that is just like the most important thing to me is like, you can't get back time with family and time with loved ones. And I just want to have even more family time, um, with loved ones and, and my family, my friends and my family this year moving forward. COVID has obviously affected family time. So, um, I really, really want so much more of that this year moving forward. That's one of the most important things to me. Well, I'm sure you'll get it. Where can people reach out to you and find you and, uh, and maybe change, make some changes to their lives. Sure. Yeah. We have clients all throughout the United States in different countries in Poland and Mexico. So we do a lot of virtual, um, appointments for clients. So the website is nutrition, com, And there's a wealth of information on there and free recipes. Check out our blog. We're always updating it. Um, and then you can find us on Instagram at N as in Nancy W H solutions and that is our instagram handle where you can also see our contact information it's perfect well thank you so much courtney for taking the time and spending it here with rick and i in the beginning of the new year and hopefully um well i know we've made an impact um once we launch this uh this podcast it'll be out there on all platforms for everybody to hear and to hear your message as well and and uh, we wish you all the best of uh, luck and success uh, continuing and moving forward. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Thank, Thank you for you so having much. me. Thank you, listeners. Yep. So on that note, I'm Deshaun Robinson. This is my co-host, Ricky Haas. And until next time, we'll keep the doors open so your deals stay closing. Did you find this podcast informative and helpful? If so, don't forget to show support. Subscribe, like, follow, and share. Have any feedback? Don't forget to leave a comment. Would you like to inquire about sponsorship and or more about being a guest on our podcast? Maybe you have someone in mind you'd like us to interview. Maybe you have a topic regarding real estate you'd like to learn more about. Find us on social media and or shoot us an email explaining who, what, why, and when at doorsopenconnect at gmail.com. And in full disclosure, the Doors Open Connect podcast is intended to bring value and be informative to our listeners and is generally an organic, unscripted, open discussion. The opinions and or experiences of our guests are not necessarily shared in their entirety by our hosts. Thank you again to all of our listeners and supporters.